ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Oh, let me get back to the show notes. So, we've got the usual housekeeping stuff to get through. First thing is our usual announcement-y stuff. And the announcements consist of our Patreon update. So, uh, we've had a couple shufflings and whatnot in the Patreon uh, list here. See if you guys can notice the difference. We got Zed Thor, name pending 197, Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn with a zero and a three, Trooper Ish, Linux, Sys666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, Charles, and 22532. I just realized I forgot to take out Charles's last name. Fix that quick. Our good old friend, too. Uh, by the way, I forget. I if... feel like you've sorted them somehow. Yeah, it's the same sort it's always been. Huh. Uh, this this is the sort that Patreon gives them to me is newest patron to oldest patron, and that's that's the way the list is. I don't remember Zed. No, are we missing? Some? I feel like we're missing a name though. We're missing one. I'm not going to call it out though because they were a longtime patron, and I'm not going to call them out for not being a patron anymore. I want to thank them for their patronage. But yes, there's one. No, there's sure, one. Sure. I just there's one name in missing. My soul, from someone is missing, and I can't figure out who. Yep. But that's fine. Yep. So we appreciate. Thank you for your loyalty for all those years. Yep. We appreciate your patronage. We, we, what? We lost a Patreon. We lost one Patreon. We, we lost a Patreon. However, I'm sorry. I however, I was, talking, I was talking to the creeper. However, somebody else. But, increased their patronage which more than accounted for the one well, we just, lost so it's fine I, <laughs> oh, that's cool. I just want to I want to put out a heartfelt apology to the patreon that we lost I'm so sorry for the way that Nate and Mark act it's it's I understand <laughs> it's all I've been working with them I you know someday I'm I really hope that they'll they'll understand I'm really just a prisoner here they they don't let me out <laughs> this is really a virtual background right jason is actually right tied up in my basement and he's he's forced to be on i'm the just show an ai every so frequently every i'm so just often. an ai this is this is all computer generated pretty good huh i did all this work myself sorry i'm, I'm, I'm fixing that name mistake stop trying to turn me off closing credits you soon. would you would turn us into the basilisk wouldn't you you would turn us right in Turn you into the... Oh, my God. Are you talking philosophy? Yeah. I know. That's... You know, it's unfortunate that I know what you're talking about. My son brought this up. No. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> that is that is like the worst. That uh, Yes, that broke my brain. Please don't. All right. So... Uh, you just right. did. Brain is broken. Jason's AI brain... The virtual no. background is broken. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, If uh, w- w- thank you to our patrons. And uh, if you want to support the show via purchasing merch, you can do so on Teespring. I still haven't moved it. I keep saying I'm going to move it. Realistically, I'm probably never going to. But when it's I do, ever gonna happen. when I do, you'll hear about it here. Um, teespring.com slash stores slash iron. And you'll be sorry the- that you didn't get it before you'll you be it. So- well, I don't know you- that you'll be sorry. Um, it might be better. It might be worse. Who knows? Here. Right. But someday, someday, uh, let's see on the dark souls of it podcast. Oh, I forgot to put this in the notes, but another cool announcement. Um, Jason and I were invited to, what was it? The central Indiana Linux users group virtually, of course, cause we're nowhere near central Indiana. That would be a long drive. Nice driving. Um, Hey, I used to drive us to Louisville. 
<laughs> it can't be that much oh, worse. Oh, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. I I totally didn't almost kill us the first year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All because of that stupid piece of paper you I didn't get signed with the college in time. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nate totally didn't drive when I pulled over and said, if you don't drive, we're going to well, die. Well, no, I couldn't do that. I wasn't on the improved driver's list, so there's no way I did that. There's no way I, right. there's no way I drove right. the rental. Which is why I drove asleep. It's why, yeah, you yep. drove in your sleep. You didn't know any of what happened. Honestly, you probably didn't know I'm any of what happened because sleep. the second I took over, you passed out. That's an excellent so. driver. <laughs> Jason's an excellent yes, I did. driver. So anyway, um, a, a fellow Red Hatter reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we listened to your show. We know you're a Red Hatter. They hunted me down. They found my name. Not that it's that hard. And they said, hey, come on over and talk about, you know, how you started the show, why you started the show. Give us, you know, kind of a story and maybe a little bit of an intro uh, on like how to get started with a podcast, which surprisingly is a talk I've given a couple times. It's, it's something I made for B-Sides Delaware back in 2018, and I've given it a couple times since then, and I even give it to... Uh, we ran a podcasting club for a little while with the Red Hat Accelerators, which is a, a customer ad advocacy group that uh, Mark got me into when I was still a customer, and now I'm part of as a Red Hatter. So the point is, um, we were invited there on the 6th of May, April, 6th of April. We're going to do that. I don't know if there's any kind of a live stream that I can let you guys tune into, but that would be cool if there is, and I'll let you know if there is. But uh, yeah, that's just it's going to be fun, I think. So... Um, you know, just an announcement. I see Mark with a K in there. Once an Iron Sis had been fan meetup. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I don't know how many of our fans are close enough to actually meet up. <laughs> All right, so... If you're in central Indiana and you know of the central Indiana Linux user group, if you attend on 4.6, you can see Jason and I virtually talk about um, Iron Sysmin podcast. And Mark, I, I think there's, there'll be no problem with you attending as well. They, they might let you in. Yeah, all right. But you have to go to Indiana for it. I'm not going to Indiana. <laughs> and sing. And you have to sing. I'm not, I can sing, but I'm not going to Indiana. You can sing, but you're not going I to actually Indiana. I have, have to go to... Traveling next week, actually. I'm going to Raleigh. Oh, cool. You'll be one of the first people I know to go back to the tower. I assume that's why you're going to rally. You're not just going there to like go get barbecue yeah. and come home. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be valid. There though. There's good barbecue, barbecue there. <laughs> I mean, Raleigh's not the first place I'd go if I was looking for good barbecue. Maybe not the, the first place, but I know there's barbecue. The well, I mean, no, it's actually a very some, good barbecue there's, place. There's, there. There, the, the pit. The pit there is actually yeah. That's where I went I, during during new hire orientation. I think I ate there three times out of the four days I was there because <laughs> it was that good. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, that's our usual announcementy stuff. Unless either of you had announcements you wanted to throw in there, we can move along into chat. No, no. All right. So let's see. What do I have going on? You can move to chat. Yeah, fan meetup at Nate's house. I mean, why not? Everybody else is here. <laughs> yeah. you'll drop the address all right yeah sure go right ahead and do that not let i'm sure they could find it if they wanted to anyway um usually i have some cool 3d printer project to talk about and um 
I'm, I'm going to be honest, for the past like creepy ass doll. For the past month, month and a half, I really haven't 3D printed much. The last thing I 3D printed was this. Um, you can 3D print chainmail, and my daughter asked me to print some just because she wanted it to, as like a fidget toy, and I, I did that. That was cool. Um, but I'm working. I just found oh, not chainmail for the cat. Uh, no, not for the cat. We did do cat armor though. You've seen that. But uh, I'm working on this like cool modular shelf system that I found. This is one of the wall plates, right? So this goes on the wall. If you're watching the live, if you're not watching the live stream, you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. This goes on the wall, then the pl then the shelves like clip onto the front of them, and then you can build them in like this crazy. There's all kinds of different shapes and sizes of shelves, and you can basically build out your own little shelf system. So I'm printing out one of them to try to see how sturdy they are and stuff. And what? For those listening to the podcast, Nate held up a piece of black plastic, roughly in a square with some holes in it. And and funny uh, lines and shapes and stuff, too. Look at it. It's pretty cool. And looking. some 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 edges and it, stuff. It looks kind of like the side of a Borg cube. Maybe I should just print it six does. of these. It, it will be assimilated. Yeah. If you look in the show notes, I'm sure there's a link. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, will be by now. that's my only awesome uh, 3D printing project. Um, I was in a, uh, a Dungeons & Dragons you, game on Roll20 the other day, and they've got dark mode now. I don't know why that's important, but I found, it, I found it to be really cool. It's actually a really nice UI improvement. It is. I turned it off. Um, you don't like dark mode? I <laughs> it love it. didn't last long. There's, there's, it's, it's neat up until a point where you need certain information, and you realize that their dark mode sucks for that. So um, I didn't run into Going that. back to your 3D printing, you know oh, there's, you know there's a, uh, a, a metal filament, right? That would know, actually be kind of cool. You know, I couldn't get it in. That would be kind of cool. If you, if you, um, if you sell your firstborn, yeah, and probably most of your limbs, you can afford to use it. Yeah. Well, don't you need a special That's printer for that? That's worth it. No, no, you can print it with your printer. You really? Need, you may need a special nozzle. Yes. The last time I saw so a metal it's, filament, it's, it was similar to like an arc welder, and it would actually lay down a, a like a. I can. A, a dot I can send you a link to it. There's like. There's a. It's multi-process, so you got to okay. print, and then there's something else you have to do. Uh, I don't like some other look, process I don't, that has to go I through. I don't but, really but yes, need it, it'll work in your printer. I don't really need metal shelves. The this this thing is surprisingly yeah, I, sturdy. Chain, it was for the chainmail. Okay, and the, it, it was for the chainmail. Okay, for the chainmail. All right. Okay. Fine. Well, I'll I'll give you that then. Anyway. Okay. Good. <laughs> Go on with your dark mode. <laughs> well, I just, that was just like a, a tidbit. That's not going to take any more than, hey, Roll20 has dark mode now. And I, I turned it on for the game and I thought it worked pretty well. Apparently Jason's experience is different than mine, but I thought it was good. Um, and because April 6th isn't going to be busy enough with trying to prepare a presentation for the Central Indiana Linux Users Group, I've also been invited to talk on the RHEL Presents uh, show, which is hosted by fellow Red Hatter and technical marketing manager, uh, Eric, who we had on the show a month and a half or two months ago. Uh, I'm going to be talking about my home lab setup that uses Podman containers. So if anybody has time during the day, it's like 2 p.m. I think did it'll I? be Eastern time. Uh, and it should be a good time. Did I miss that episode? Did you miss what episode? When Eric was on? I f with the one with Eric? I feel like I don't remember. Uh, you might not have been here. It might have been me and Jason. We talked about how the role of a sysadmin has changed over the years. Oh, that's oh, right. You yeah, couldn't I, make I, it. You I had just... a customer visit or something that day, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You missed out. Yeah. 
we we did say we'd have him was back on the it? show. It was, I, I could have sworn it was like he hates that guy or something. That's what it was. He no, secretly he told me that I'm I hate sure that guy. I can't be on the show with him. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> now he's like, oh, well, go look back. Maybe there's notes. Maybe there's probably some chat log somewhere of me saying, was hey, Mark, it, are you going to be December? there? Eric's going to be on the show. And you're like, no, I can't. I have to go visit this stupid. I mean, this customer I love so much. Well, wait, was it was it beginning of December? Was it that long ago? Because that's the last time I remember going to a customer. I flew in on a Thursday. I drove up on Thursday night. I really you really want me to go look this up now? It might have been. No, no. might have been that long ago. We're, we're, I don't. We're talking about. I don't think it was that. Long January ago. twenty. January twenty seventh. January twenty. There you go. January twenty seventh. I forget. Is your friend Mark? I forget why you couldn't make it, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't, and you were very bummed about gonna, that because you wanted look. to talk about that topic, and then you couldn't come. Oh no! You were visiting your son. You were, you were visiting your son at college, and you didn't think you'd be home in time, and you weren't. I'm almost positive oh, that, that's what it was. That sounds right. It was a weird ass, weird day off situation. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think I took PTO. Yeah, to go that day because I had something else. That might have been the same weekend as Klondike Derby. That I don't was know. That long? It was the same weekend as something else that I had to do. So we went on Thursday so that. We wouldn't break the yeah okay whatever. This is so not important. We'll uh we'll we'll consult with your personal assistant, see if uh, see if they can tell us what you were doing that day. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, have, have your people talk to my people. Let's see. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing this one up is because we have talked about it on the show before. I don't know if anybody cares, but uh, you remember we we had a show where we made fun of C by GE. Then I bought a bunch of C by GE devices because I was trying to do smart homey stuff. Then I grew to hate them and started slowly replacing them with Tasmoda devices like the light bulbs in this room and the LED strip that I've talked about so much that Mark doesn't want to hear me say the word hex lamp ever again. Well, I have replaced the last C by GE device as of about three weeks ago. I put a new LED strip in our living room where we had one behind the TV for like an accent light. And uh, now that's WLED instead of C by GE. All of my C by GE WLED. devices are in this closet because I spent money on them and I can't bring myself to throw them away, even though I hate them. I'm very conflicted about this. But anyway, they're in there. But they're and not in use anymore. That's how you end up on hoarders. That's how you end up a hoarder, yes. You should see my closet, man. Every, I do, however, every now and then go through the closet and throw things away. I just have to feel better about holding on to them for a short amount of time at least because <laughs> I might use them again. <laughs> even though you're I not a true hoarder, even though I won't. Until you're, you're, not, you're not a true hoarder until your obituary reads death by stack. <laughs> death by stack. <laughs> when the stack, stack falls death. over and kills so, you, I mean, then you're a true hoarder. Working at Red Hat, that has a whole different meaning because there are, there are probably open stack TAMs that would be like, this is going to kill me someday. <laughs> Most likely. Anyway, and the last thing I had is actually the one I may actually spend a little more time on talking about. And that is, I talked, and Mark, I think you weren't here for this one either. In fact, I think every conversation I've had about this, which I thought you would have actually um, been interested in, I don't think you've been around for any of these conversations, but there we've talked about an open source self-hosted metaverse deployment. We talked about... Dude. 
I've been on the metaverse conversation. You've been on the conversations, but I don't know if you've seen this project. This project is called VR Space, and it is exactly I... what we described. Okay. Except it's not Minecraft, which is essentially what we described when we talked about it. Uh, so yeah. VR Space is a thing I've talked about on the show before. It is an open source VR deployment or VR server. You can run on just about anything that has enough you know, CPU and memory to run. It, it's... Yes, it's a Java application, but so is Minecraft, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> but it runs um, the the deployment. Log4j. I don't know if it has Log4j, honestly, in the background. It's a, it's a spring boot application. I don't know anything about these technologies. Um, all I know is that it is... Why, when I go to the homepage, am I running around on this platform and can't stop? Because... <laughs> can't stop. <laughs> So VRspace.org takes you directly to a demo of the application, right? And you can't even... Yeah, but like like I'm moving the mouse to try... Like I'm stuck against one of these stargates. And, well, I can turn using the mouse, but like you, my character won't stop walking. I don't know why it won't stop walking. Usually W, A, S, and D make All you right, walk around like any other game. Have you ever gamed, Mark? Are you familiar with how to game on a PC? Shut up. That's that's kind of yeah, how it I works. Anyway, so I was gaming on a PC long before you were probably. Born. So my point is that I I, I I found out about VR space a little while ago. I did talk about it on the show, similar to what I'm doing today. Um, I've I've gotten at least a little involved in the project. I'm not a developer, right? But I'm just trying to do whatever I can to try to help move the project along, which is exactly what you should do for an open source project that you care about, even if you're not a developer. So I've been trying to help them uh, debug uh, issues. I've been trying to help them uh, by spreading the word. I've been talking about a bunch, uh, talking about this to pretty much every Red Hatter I ever run across on any social meeting ever. Uh, but what I did recently was I containerized it and put it up on Docker Hub. Yes, I could have put it on Quay because I'm a good Red Hatter, but really, realistically, I wanted to put it somewhere where anybody who's like, I wonder what this VR space thing is, Docker run VR space could just run it, right? And face it, Docker Hub is where to put something like that. So it's on Docker Hub. Um, it's kind of in its infancy, both from the project perspective and from my own talent as, you know, writing a Docker container. But um, if anybody's curious about running their own VR space, you can now just spin up a Docker container and try it out. And I think it's, I, th I just think that that's going to make it a little more attainable for folks that maybe don't want to, deploy a VM to put VR space on. Instead, they just want to fire up a container on their, really, any machine, Windows, Mac, or Linux, right? So go check it out. And uh, if you want to help contribute to it, there's ways to do that. If you want to help me with the container, let me know. Uh, if you're better at sort of containerizing applications, I think I did an okay job. But uh, yeah. So that's out there. I hope somebody goes and checks it out and loves it. Mark, you should too. You're like, why? I can't walk around in this thing. <laughs> and that's uh, most of what I had to chat about today. I think that's everything I had to chat about today. Mark, what do you got going on? What do I got going on? So let's see. What did I actually put? All right. All right. So. Surprise, Elden Ring. Um, well, yeah. I I bought. So I finished up Horizon Zero Dawn. 
in time to buy Forbidden West. And I enjoyed the heck out of Forbidden West. And and meanwhile, people keep talking about this Elden Ring thing. I'm like, eh, I don't know what that I don't really know what that is. And I did a little a, a little reading on it. Um heard there was some buzz around it. So I ended up I ended up grabbing it and after I played it a tiny little bit before finishing Forbidden West. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool, I think, maybe. But I'm gonna just wait until I finish Forbidden West. So I finished Forbidden West, and Elden Ring has been like my pretty much every friggin' night after my wife and I are done watching TV and she goes, you know, like upstairs or whatever, I fire it up. Um 3D printing, I actually printed uh this is a little test print of Potboy, who's one of the one of the creatures in the game. It's like oh. an animated pot. Cool. Yeah. That'll that'll transmash it, but um, it's the first. It's not the first uh, Soulsborne game, which is the genre. I actually played Bloodborne about. I got about halfway through Bloodborne on the PS4, but Bloodborne, as fun as it was, it had a couple of things that kind of I didn't particularly care for. First of all, they they maybe it gets better later in the game, but. Bloodborne is very dark. And by dark I mean it's very the, the 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 world looks very dreary. It's a lot of black and gray and shadows and Elden Ring, it's like, oh my god, they actually discovered the color green. They found lighting. And there's a sky, like in the day. <laughs> you know? And that and that's, you know, pretty refreshing. So it's like this like of ways. the swamp in Valheim versus the meadows? Uh, Elden Ring feels like the Meadows at first. If the Meadows had giant friggin' golden knights on horseback that kill you because you don't know any better. In one shot. In one shot, <laughs> because you're not supposed to fight that knight yet. Um, but it it's the so the other thing about Bloodborne is that Bloodborne you're basically gonna play a melee character. You you have certain ranged weapons, but they're more for utility and for parrying which is weird saying that out loud, but in the game it makes sense. But Bloodborne, you're essentially going to be a melee build, whereas in, in Elden Ring, I'm rocking a Saucerer build. I also have a blue crystal sword that's pretty sweet. Um, but I spend a lot of time flinging magic rocks at things to kill them, uh, rather than having to, to, to get right in their faces. Magic rocks. So that, yeah. that's a lot of fun. And some of these, some of the Souls games, Bloodborne had this a little bit, although I understand it wasn't as bad as some of them. You will get to a point where you have to kill a particular boss to go forward. Like you're stuck until you kill that boss. Um, Elden Ring, because it's got this open world aspect to it, it is completely valid to like, this boss is handing, is just pounding me. I'll just go somewhere else and get stronger. Yeah. And level up cool. and find better gear. And then you'll be more able to take the boss when you're ready. So that aspect of it is really pretty cool. It, uh, they dispense with a lot of stuff that you think you're going to miss. Like there is no quest log. There are no automatic map markers to show you where to go. You actually have to figure out a lot of stuff on your own by reading the text on items, by... 
that does figuring out environmental clues. It does feel like a. I mean, and people who've only played modern RPGs would be like, "Why would you get rid of that?" But you may forget that that was pretty commonplace it, twenty years ago. There was no quest log or and, like marker and, that tell you exactly where to go. They were very helpful things, but and the game, do- yeah, and the game doesn't drag you. I mean, it does have a, me- a mechanic with these golden rays that shoot from the sights of grace, which say in vague terms, "Bosses this way," and if you follow that path, you'll eventually get to a story boss. But the game is not holding your hand and dragging you, right on on a rail. You're there's so much side exploration and so much. So many things hidden in the world. And in fact, one of the design decisions they seem to have made is we do not want people to find everything, especially on the first playthrough. And so the adventure is not checking off your quest log and collecting 10 bear butts and bringing them back to this NPC with the exclamation point (laughs) over its head. The adventure is actually exploring and discovering secrets and collecting like resources to upgrade your gear and stuff. But everybody is really going to have, there would be no master walkthrough that everybody goes through. Like it's, it's very, it's, it, it's like night and day from forbidden West, like forbidden West told a great story, but you know, you're like the chosen one and Aloy is a great character and there's lots of cinematics and there's you got the full quest log experience, the, the UI that shows you everywhere to go. And at the end of my playthrough, I still had a whole shitload of side quests and stuff that I didn't do, and I was feeling guilty about it. Elden Ring, it's like, all right, go. Figure it out. Have fun. Oh, kill enough big guy, fill enough big guys to become Elden Lord. You'll figure that out eventually what that actually means. <laughs> and if you if you resist the temptation to like run right to the wikis or run right right to the YouTube videos. I can't tell you how many delightful little giggling noises have come out of me when I've discovered something just really cool. Or when I find, when I, when there's a tough boss or a tough mini boss and I kick the crap out of them, like it's a feeling of accomplishment because there's no difficulty slider. I'll admit it. I took the difficulty slider in horizon and slid it to easy first Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was just like some of the combat felt too much like the enemies were like bullet sponges, but there's an argument in favor of don't let the player select the difficulty mode yeah, because it forces them to deal with the experience as intended. Yeah. And you could argue, well, you could just have the willpower to not slide the difficulty. Well, honestly, I don't have that willpower. I slide the you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that, so, too, because it, there's a lot of games where I don't want to sit down and be beaten up. I just want to sit down and enjoy the game. And sometimes turning down the difficulty is the way to do that. Right. Because I'm I'm not the well, Elden Ring. Go ahead. Yeah. If 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 I want if I'm tired of beating my head against the boss. So there's this magic school in the game. Uh, and in most pe- with most people's progression, it's going to be the third what's called story boss. There's like 70 or 80 bosses in the game and a boss I'll define as a as a fight where if you kill that creature, it's gone. Like most of the time when you rest to the site of grace, it repopulates all the monsters in the area, except for bosses you've killed. So there's like 70 or 80 bosses that once they're dead, they're dead, dead. Um. So I was beating my head against the Hogwarts boss. 
for days. And I was I was trying different strategies. I was summoning other players to help. Blah, 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 blah. And every so often I'd be like, all right, this is this is bullshit. I need to go do something else for a while. So I would just warp to a different site of grace because the fast travel is pretty, pretty excellent. You can warp to any site of grace you've been to already as long as you're not in combat and hop on my horse torrent and go explore and go do some other stuff. And and then I'm like, okay, I think I, I got a new idea for how to deal with Hogwarts. Bam, 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 bam. Turns me into her little bitch. And, and I finally beat her last night with a different strategy and with the help of another player. And that felt so good. And I'm wearing her robe now. Not Just like because. in real life in game. <laughs> uh, they, well, because it looks cool. They made a movie about that. But um, I'll tell you, I've been, I've been watching some YouTube videos, opinion pieces about, you know, what makes a Souls game and, and the target audience and stuff. And there is definitely an audience for this. This game is doing fantastic. It has sold gajillions of copies. And it's because it's delivering a very specific experience that a very specific type of gamer wants. And for a lot of people, it's their first Souls game. And again, because of the open world, it's not as punishing. Yes, there are fights in there that are ridiculously brutal, but they're all learnable too. Like, the combat's actually very methodical. It's not a re- it's not necessarily all about having the fastest reflexes. It's about learning an enemy's moves and intentionally dodging at the right time or rolling at the right time or reading the attacks and then the enemy stops to recover themselves and that's when you got your opening and then you know hitting the enemy in certain weak points to make him stagger it it and it's actually a lot more methodical than a lot of a lot of fighting games so i would argue that anybody who's willing to pay attention and put the time in you don't need to be a really twitchy gamer you you can learn the fights and learn the combos and beat the game. So sad. Pattern recognition. A lot of it is pattern recognition. You're absolutely right. And that's exactly what gaming was. So like classic gaming was all about pattern recognition. And then all the game yeah. developers are like, we need to get away from this. It's too repetitious. Yada, yada, yada. And now we're going back to it. Everything old is new again. But if so, if you're interested in watching me roll around like an idiot and fight giant fight bosses and stuff. I dropped a link to my Elden Ring playlist in the uh in the show notes. Cool. The PS5 has a beautiful system for for recording recent gameplay and I know that I think you can set a, a PC up to do this if you want to. But like the PS5 it's like stupid easy. Yeah, they you hit the one button on the controller. They had and and oh, yeah. Publish recent gameplay, and it can be like the last thirty seconds, last minute, last three minutes, last five minutes, and then you can you can trim it right on the spot. So every time I kill a boss, I immediately save the gameplay, trim the video, throw it up to YouTube, and at the end of the night, I I edit them with the titles and stuff. Yeah, so I'm documenting the, as I kill every every boss. I remember the the PS4 had made some strives in making sharing content a lot easier. So it's it's stands the five is better. It stands the reason that they uh, they would have improved it more with the five. That's cool. The five the five is a beautiful system. I uh, like if you're at all. I was a little hesitant. Do I really want a PS five? You know, I've invested in the gaming rig, yeah. which in some ways is starting to get a long a little long in the tooth. And I enjoyed the four. Oh my god, the five is just chef kiss. It's a beautiful system. Cool. 
Cool. So that's so Elder Elder Ring's been what I, is what I've been playing. And then I put something. What else did I put on the agenda? Oh yeah, this little yeah. thing that happened at work. So this is like, yeah, um, I am now uh, managing a team of technical account managers. I've I've actually pivoted to a manager role, which is something I never thought I'd really do. In fact, you've said um, you wouldn't. I remember that. But <laughs> I I know. But things lined up kind of perfectly, and because because of some reorgs going on in the company and. The shifting role of the TAM, I feel it's a good way for me to defend the position. No, Mark's a hypocrite. Like from this, this is what you need to hear out of No. <laughs> Mark, this, this, this just means he's management now, and eventually we're going to have to roll him out of the podcast because he's just not going to be technical anymore. Yep. Damn. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. I said the exact same I've thing after I heard the managed. announcement. I, I even wrote you that. I'm like, oh, now we got to get you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can Hang your head in shame. I like. <laughs> no, I challenge that. First of all, my first manager, Dave, even though he had been a manager for a bit, I mean, he he like did a lot of coding yeah. for like to create reporting tools and other things like that. And he was a you can at Red Hat you can stay you can keep your technical edge as a manager. Yeah, it's obviously not oh, yeah. as critical yeah, yeah. a part. But like, I now get to have conversations with salespeople and customers about. Hey, you know, this is the TAM service. This is why you want it. And if I can't talk intelligently, technically, that's that's pointless. But yeah, I, I it was something I was not thinking I was going to do. But just the way the stars aligned, the circumstances, I'm like, this actually makes sense. And holy crap, I think I actually want to do it. It was something that I started See, to mull over in December. It's an interesting mind shift because you go from self accolade to group accolade it is but you know, i've spent but he, here's the thing jason i've spent so many years as a scout leader i've spent a decade as a scout leader and that's all about doing work so that the scouts get glory yes so for me yeah, exactly. that's a very natural mindset and as a team lead because i've been the i've been our team's team lead for a couple of years i've always really enjoyed the mentoring and development part of that role so this is like the the manager role is that like up at eleven. I get to turn that to eleven. Now yep, will exactly. I have to do paper will I have to do paperwork? Sure, I'll have to do paperwork. But you know what? A lot of that paperwork is about like taking care of my guys. Like yeah. there's more money. You know? I had to you know, let me help you get promoted. Will I possibly have people who do stupid things and we need to have difficult conversations? Not to the level of when I was a manager last time. I, I was a manager for a mail order computer company tech support group where people were not nearly as mature and professional as they are at Red Hat. <laughs> I I had to fire some people who couldn't show up to work on time. One guy, hand to heart. I had to fire him. And I had known him from college, by the way, and helped get him hired. He thought it was a good idea to put a lot of Japanese anime porn on the departmental server. He thought that was a great place to plop it. That's a great idea. And... That was like one of the low. That was one of the lowest days in my professional career, having to punt Steve for de- deciding that was a good idea. That's got to oh, be an awkward dude. conversation. Hey, uh, you know that? Oh, it was awkward. You know that flat out like porn you put on a, on the company equipment? Had- it wasn't even real porn. It was cartoon porn. Yeah, right, right. It's even worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But it's it's definitely. It's definitely a, a mind shift for sure. But all of my customers know now, so I can be public about it because they didn't want my customers to find out that their TAM was now a manager 
because of Facebook or LinkedIn or the Iron Sys app. But it's it's good. I'm enjoying the new role. Cool. Well, I've already said. Yeah, I've already said. Congrats. Stop leaking information on Iron Sys admin. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> He's not. I've already said congrats. Yes, but no, congrats, I, Mark. I, yeah. I hope. Uh, hope it treats you well. Thank you. I I just hope I you know don't I hope I I don't bring dishonor onto my house you know yeah exactly because then they got to get one of those uh, batlets and cut off your head or something don't load the department server up with anime porn yeah Yeah, don't be okay I don't think that's going to be a problem but that's great (laughs) advice (laughs) I I find anime porn on the shell server or something I'll know where to look (laughs) private browser windows people private browser windows anyway um. Private browser windows oh. in a corporate world are not private. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually not even court. Well, okay. If I were to be looking at porn, which I don't, just reasons. It wouldn't um, be anime yeah, porn. I would, I would never do that <laughs> at my job. Yeah, right. Well, well yeah, okay. That, right. All right. Well, that's good the, to know. Yeah. We've, anyway, we've learned I, something about Mark let's, tonight. Let's, let's go to the next bullet point. Yeah. Uncle Mark is a Disney guy. <laughs> Uh, All right, so on that note, Jason, you got some stuff in here. What do you got going on? I play video games. Um, good. That's a good I, thing. It, it's it's mostly just video game stuff, honestly. I, I I've been playing a lot of Valhalla, um, because I'm a Viking. Like literally. That's, yes, you are. Indeed. Yes, I am. That's my heritage. So so I I've been thoroughly enjoying that. Um, I I. I was super excited when I heard it was coming out and I've been excited playing it. It's, it's been a lot I've, of fun. So I've played it a little bit, but I, I got distracted by horizon. I think I never got to the story around the story. Is there one of those like that happens in the modern world? Oh like yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they continue that. Yeah. Continue it's that whole thing. there's it's, I mean, Assassin's Creed games are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So you know, I've put like 60 hours into this thing already, and, and I, I can honestly say I'm not even sure I'm a quarter of the way through. Like, <laughs> it's huge. It's humongous. Yeah. Black, Black Flag was spectacular. I loved oh, that. yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I I, I, I just I, I like the whole Norse mythology. Um, you I don't know, think they, I've ever played they, an Assassin's Creed. The side, the side game in this one is a is a dice game called Orlog. Um which unfortunately is not a real thing. It, it was something they made up and, and not actually a Viking game, um, but it's actually a lot of fun. So uh, it's, it's something that I would probably play in reality too. Um, but it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I just, I enjoy it. So, it, you know, the mechanics are, are pretty good. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have a lot of negatives, about. my biggest negative about the game is that um, I play and so Xbox has this this, uh, you know, um, sleep mode, if you will, where you can kind of uh, quick resume the games you're playing. And without fail, Valhalla, this is the only game I've seen this with, by the way. Every time I come back to Valhalla, I could start playing and within you know a minute or so, it'll pop up and say, I can't save your game. Please restart. And if you don't oh, no. do anything like it, it just it can't save all of a sudden. So you have to like the, the quick resume, which is a really nice feature. Doesn't really work with Valhalla. Um, Ew. yeah, that, that does suck. And I don't, you know, I looked up some stuff and, and there's other people complaining about it and I didn't really see effects. 
Um, so I've been playing that. Hopefully they'll address um, that. Tomorrow, uh, Wonderlands comes out. Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands. Um, oh! The, uh, the Borderlands game. Tiny, Tiny I am stoked for this game to come out. It looks so fun and so hilarious. Uh, so I'm very excited. Yes, tomorrow uh, is the release date. And Tiny Tina, by the way, same voice actress as Aloy, actress as Aloy from the Ryzen series. Sure. That I no, it's a statement. Maybe. It's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ash, Ash, Ashley Birch. Yes, I, I just I I, I I the whole character behind Tiny Tina and the, the whole mythos that they've created is just fantastic, and I just love it, and I can't wait to Border, play this game. Borderlands Two, when Tiny Tina hopped out, that was like a friggin' amazing subquest. The uh, uh, assault and then they uh, did assault on then, Dragon Keep. Well, then they did the D and D the the DLC yeah, based ass- around yep her assault on Dragon Keep. Yep. But in the base game, even her quest line in the base game. Yes. With the bonket of bon- Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the Badonkadonks. Yes. The Badonkadonks. Yeah. She's yes. great. Love her. Love Tiny yes. Tina. Her character is so so awesome. Um. So yeah, she's got her own game coming out, which is which is going to be spectacular. I'll have to check. And that the out. other. The other thing I just picked up that I, I played the demo and, you know, I, I so the game is um, uh, Final Fantasy Origins Stranger in Paradise um, or Stranger of Paradise. What the, what the proper name is. Anyway, it's a it's 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 kind of a. It's almost like a hack and slash um, with the RPG elements in it. It's a lot of fun. And I was playing the demo and I've got this like crazy deja vu like i swear i have played this game like two or three years ago um and i i just like i can't place it i just i feel like because i I remember the boss i remember kind of the story i i you know from from the demo i didn't didn't play anything beyond that so um, i'm just wondering if there was like i don't know if it was previewed years ago and i saw it or or what but it, it was it looks pretty good so um i've got that and and that's sort of in the queue and then sitting Sitting in the queue that I need to come back to is the uh, um, the latest. Uh, uh, that's the name of the game. The oh, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, um, there's another game that I have that that's kind of a little bit bug ridden that I'm waiting for some patches to come through, hopefully to fix it up um, and and maybe get back to it. And then there's Cyberpunk, which I would love to get to, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm afraid to spend money on it because it's just there's so many negative stories about it and and how so it had a, it, is. it had a terrible launch. I, played, I don't know if it's still the same case. It did. It, it did. had a terrible launch on console. I played it on PC, and while I ran into a couple of bugs, most of them were most of them were easily resolved by reloading from a last save, and it saves very often, so I never really lost yeah. any significant progress. It was not without its issues, and there has been a lot of patching. It was on sale for half price on the PS5 probably over a month ago, so I grabbed it because the next generation PS5 native client was available, and I fired it up and played it for a little bit, and it was running really well. It looked good. It performed well. Now, some people have issues with the content in it itself, that it because I think there were some nerds who, who thought they were going to role play living in, you know, Night City twenty four seven. I don't know what they expected out of the game, but it, it 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 was never meant to like be 
your own private metaverse that you could just live virtually in. That's yeah, most, co- that's kind most, of what most, I think some people want it, and that's not the game. It's like yeah. it's the Witcher mechanic, sort of in a right. cyberpunk world. You know, you're following quest yeah. lines, and you've got side quests, and you've got other yeah, things. Which is like, which is exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah. It's just I, my yeah. my concern is the the number of videos and 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 reviews that I saw where the you know, like the characters are floating above the things they're supposed to be in or, or like, yeah. you know, the faces blow apart or, you know, like just really weird stuff that just shouldn't be happening in the game. And that, I that, never saw, know. I didn't see that happen too much on PC. I think that uh, it should never have been released on the PS4 and whatever the Xbox of that generation was. Xbox One gone, X, yeah. Yeah, they should have just gone with the next generation, the, the current generation we have now. Um, and if you have a good gaming PC, I would say it's perfectly safe. And the, if you have a modern Xbox, because it sounds like you're an Xbox guy, it would be safe from a bug and performance perspective. I played it. And I will tell you, melting people's brains by doing that, that heat their head up hack is hella fun. (laughs) I would kill swaths of enemies without them even seeing me. So Watch Dogs is the other game I was talking about, and 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 I love it, and it's great, and it's a lot of fun. It's got a save game bug, where uh, it doesn't always save. So you know, I I had put like a dozen hours save? into it. Or did yeah, it save? I, right. I, I put like a dozen hours into it, and came back in the game, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait. What happened to all of the things that I did? I lost like that's three just, or four hours of gameplay. Uh, and that's just a kick in the balls when that happens. Yes, it, it is. is. It's like you feel deflated. Yeah. So so I kind of find a workaround that works like 90% of the time, but it's still frustrating. So I'm, I'm hoping they fix that. Uh, yeah, the hell with that. Um, yeah, right. But speaking of The Witcher, there's a new Witcher game in production, apparently. I saw um, and and it was funny because the they they said yes the the you know the the new Witcher game it's instead of uh, instead of a wolf this medallion is of a cat and which was quickly uh, commented on by like the internet that said yeah that's not a cat that's a lynx but yes the, the <laughs> which is a, isn't that a kind of cat <laughs> sure it's well, just like I mean, a cat yes but there's there's cat that sits you know and does nothing all day long in your house. And there's links that, you know, I'd actually be scared of meeting in the woods. Like, so <laughs> like a killer I've animal cats that I'm scared. Yeah. Of, yeah. I've met some cats to be scared of. Yeah. No, that's so kind of that, cool. We'll see what that's happens. been the highlight of, of, of everything is just sort of playing video games. Other than that, it's been, it's been work and trying to just chill because you know, life Yeah, and just being sort of like watching the world and going, yeah, meteor, please right now. Thanks. I need to finish Elden Ring, dude. Yeah, no, we can't have a meteor. Okay, no meteor. well, you know, it's not like it's going to appear and kill us in one day. You'll have a couple days, and and nobody's well, going to be bothering you for work during those couple days. So they'll be running around like maniacs. You can yes. be at home playing Elden Ring until the servers go down. And hopefully, hopefully the sysadmins did their job and the automation is working. Yeah, and electricity stays yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if there's a giant meteor, Bruce Willis and his drill team will save us. Oh, so yes, that's right. They will. God, what a yes, movie. Yes. What a freaking movie. All it's right. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I full, I'm, I'm, I'm not even ashamed to admit that. that was, or, was that one or, Armageddon? No, that was, yeah, that was Armageddon. Armageddon. Armageddon was Bruce Willis and Aerosmith. And Aerosmith. It was also and Deep Tyler. Impact, yeah. which was not nearly 
as over the top. Yeah. Because Armageddon was Michael one. Bay. Like Michael Bay, who just like, you know, it just turned all the turned everything up to 11. And, it, yeah, the, and it's so cheesy. But to me, year, that's that's like it's awesome appeal. The, that Deep Impact yeah. and Armageddon. And there was a third one, I think, that was like a B-list movie came out all in the same summer. It was like the summer of meteor movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Except Ast- that, specifically except that, Asteroids. Like, Time has moved on, and it's not going to be Deep Impact or Armageddon. It's going to be more like Don't Look Up. And if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's hilarious. Don't worry. The president survives. That's a shame. Sort of. Briefly. Briefly? I, I, keep, I, mean, I, keep, I keep meaning to watch that. Don't Look Up? Yeah. Watch, watch after the credits. <laughs> okay. It's one of those. Stay till after well, the credits. Marvel movies yes. have taught me that. Yeah. Yes. Watch yeah. after the credits. Also, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife this week, and it was amazing, and I loved everything about it. And there was a mid credit and an after credit, and it was awesome. And I really hope there's more. I thought it was good. It too. was good, wasn't it? I know a it lot. Was. It had a. It had a. It was. It was a slow build, but it was really, really good. A lot. And of... I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I cried at the end. Yeah, I did. Me too. Because it was just like it was yeah. moving. Yep. I don't judge you for yeah, that. Yeah, I, th- I I thought it was a good movie. Any 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 movie that can choke me up is a good movie. Freaking Encanto choked me up. <laughs> well, Encanto's was, yeah, Encanto's kind movies. of a deep movie, but uh, but yeah, it's I, I thought Ghostbusters I, Afterlife was a pretty good movie. I forget if I watched through the credits. It was. It I was. Think I did. Yeah, I mean, my, my my wife's comment was like, "Oh, we've seen all this before," but it was like, "Yes, but it it fits right in, and it's like it it just it works." It was yes. a natural progression. It was. It was it good. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was. It was. It was a really great, like if they were to pick up the franchise again and continue the story of the Ghostbusters, they could now. Like that movie was good enough yeah. to set it up for. This is the next generation oh, of yes. the Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I, like I said, I hope it continues because it was just, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought it was good. I like it. And, and, and if you've seen the movie, you know that there's another one in 2131. So, you know, just got to wait a little while. Another hundred years or so. Just got to wait. Good. Just got to wait. Oh, Lord. So anyway. Yeah. Post credit scenes, man. I, can you believe when I, when me and my son went to see uh, No Way Home? There were people who left the theater before the projector shut projector shut off. I mean, that's like, a Marvel movie. Have they never movie. been you to a Marvel do movie? Yeah, you don't do that for yeah. Marvel movies. You don't get up until the light, the projector shuts down and the lights come up. Yeah, that's how you know they're done with post credit scenes. <laughs> yeah, and the you don't best get up until one the guy's was the last one. And says, "Get out, please leave." Right. But there might be another one. <laughs> Because there was one right, there was what there was one very fast, and some people left before that because they're complete fucking idiots. But there was one that there there and there, there goes the explicit one, tag. And then ha- people start getting up. I'm like, and I said it out loud. Have these people never seen a Marvel movie? Where are they going? There's going to be another one at least. There might be yep. two more. Obviously, they've not seen they No Way care. Home yet. No Way Home is amazing. Well, there's apparently is six it, credit I, scenes, I, I, I just, so you know you have to stay to the end. I don't think I, there's well, six. I mean, more we would one. watch it. I, I've, you know, we can just stream it. I'll just watch it multiple times until I see them all. So, um, um yeah, I, 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 the previous one was good, so I, I have high hopes for it, but I just haven't seen it yet. So 
we're running later. Uh, well, it's been an hour. We haven't even touched the news yet. Should we talk about the news? Should we like move on into the news? Because that might be. Is there anything I mean, significant we can, we can, in the news? That, there's news that might maybe be what people are waiting for, if they're even still waiting. <laughs> ah, nobody wants to hear about the news. <laughs> Anybody, if you're still waiting, thank you. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> All right, let me find the button. Push the button, Frank. And we're going to go on to the news. So somehow I still have some beer left, and uh, we're starting the news. Well, Not much beer, a little bit. Well, A.O. A- Null commented about the meteor, so yeah. somebody there. He's waiting. Hello. Yeah, it's because he's waiting for the show to end by us getting hit by a meteor. I mean, a meteor could at least take out maybe. two of us, maybe all three of us. I don't know. It'd be a pretty big meteor if it took out all three of us. Just saying. Anyway, let's talk about the news. All right, so uh, let's see. Jason, you put in a link here to a news article about the Octa breach that we touched on earlier. You want to you want to summarize because I, yeah. I you added it like as we're going live, so, I think. So I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we sort of mentioned this a little bit. So so um, there's this new hacking group um, that I don't Well, I, I say they're new. I, I haven't really heard of them before. Um, these are the guys we talked about before that had attacked uh, Microsoft and, and released a bunch of source code. They also attacked Okta. Um, and it was interesting because, you know. There was a that they came out and they're like, "Hey, we popped Octa, and here's a bunch of proof on on how we popped Octa." Um, Octa being a uh, probably one of the biggest um, OAuth uh, uh, authentication providers out oh, there. Oh, now I remember and, who uh, Octa is. The whole this whole yes, time I'm like I'm Octa. waiting for some context that will remind me who Octa is. Now I know who Octa is. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so so Lapsus came out and they were like, "Ha ha, we popped them. Here's a bunch of proof." And Octa went, "No, you didn't. That didn't happen. We we told you didn't do that. This, it, it, nothing like that, that happened." This this reminds and me. And then it changed into like, "Okay, fine, you got access, but it totally wasn't us. It was just like you, you cracked a couple accounts." Um, and and since it, like it, every day, it seems to be increasing and increasing on on what actually happened. So, if you believe what's out there now. It appears that Lapsus compromised a third-party partner of Okta uh, to the tune of a couple hundred clients, but it's no big deal. Um, so this this really only affects you if you're an Okta customer that's using um, their SaaS service. Otherwise, you know, this is, this has nothing to do with the the on-prem installations you may have. So, um, so was th- Okta this... in fact not lying and they were not popped, but just their third party was. So, in technicality, They're... they weren't. So, so this this particular this particular article is interesting because it's like Okta concedes hundreds Ooh. of clients could be affected by breach. Could be. So they're still playing the uh, like, well, maybe. Um, and we're talking. Um, this is something that happened back in. January. So they're just, this has just sort of come to light in the past week or so. So it's, it's, you know, eh, I don't know. Um, but Okta, Okta is saying that like, Oh, only 2.5% of our customers might have been, a, a, oh. a, a, might have been impacted. 
Those two point five, they're and, not. You know, they're 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 the least important customers too. Don't worry about it. It's totally not. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so so Lapsus is interesting because um, they're they're a hacking group who has done some attacks and then in the in the aftermath of the attack have continued to ridicule and make fun of the people that they've attacked to the tune of apparently lapsus members have joined the zoom conference calls of several impacted customers of the octa breach uh, to make fun of them during the conference call oh man <laughs> insult to injury yeah they're what's that you're not yeah. compromised hold yeah. on let me prove it right <laughs> And and now um, I don't have an article here, but I just heard, I just heard this today that supposedly they know who some of the Atlapsis members are. They went after some kid in the well, I mean, if, in the UK. If and, they're joining the conference calls, you know, this sounds like it might be traceable. Well, I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, they've I don't know. I don't know how true it is. There's been a lot of like sort of you know maybe it's them, but you know there's there's strong evidence that maybe it's not them and. So, you know, it's kind of going back and forth. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Fun. But, uh, uh, yeah. So Okta, Okta got popped maybe sort of allegedly. And, totally uh, if happen. you are using Okta's SAS service, maybe change your passwords. Maybe change your passwords. You know what? Change your passwords anyway. If you have like even the slightest inclination that maybe you're impacted, change your password. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Use a password manager. And if you suspect, yeah. right, password manager, two-factor authentication, and if you have the slightest suspicion that maybe a password might be compromised, change your password because you're using a password manager. Yeah. You don't know what it is anyway. You know what? It's Tuesday. Change your password. It's not Tuesday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Change your password. I'm not, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not a big advocate for forced password changes. Like, I hate the systems that are like, yeah, no, months but pass. change it's your also, password. Like, I haven't logged in in 12, you know. It's also like, the bare minimum simple like is there even the slightest suspicion change your password <laughs> it's, it's not that big right. of a deal yes you have to update your password on whatever's using it but big deal change your password yeah but again if you're using a password manager your password should be unique for the system that you're logging into and it shouldn't impact your other ones so it shouldn't actually matter if you have to change it who cares as soon as we're done here i okay? mean it 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 sort of becomes an impact when you're dealing with something like email passwords um, like and 15, 20 minutes? you have like clients across 20 different machines. But other than that, who cares? So. And, and Nate is currently being DOS attacked yep. by a small child in what appeared to be pink garb. Two, two of them. One of them didn't come in the room though. Two. Oh, there were two. Yeah, there were two. I, 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 I didn't see two. two. Okay. There were two. They want me to put them to bed. That was a DDoS attack then. Yeah, DDoS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. All right. So the next one we got is from Bloomberg. And I'm sorry. Some people seem to get a paywall when they hit Bloomberg. I got a paywall after I hit the article for the second time, I think. It's like the theme of tonight's news. What? The, the theme of tonight's news is try to get around the... the the, uh, the the paywall. So anyway, yeah. uh, this article is about, I guess you could call this leaked information because it's there's nothing official from Apple about it yet. Uh, and even the people that 
supposedly are from Apple that talked about it, said they can't be named because this isn't public information yet. So take it for what it's worth. But apparently Apple is planning, maybe, <laughs> a subscription service for hardware, right? And I mean, they talk a lot about the iPhone in this specifically, but it could be for things like laptops and tablets and stuff too. But the iPhone, face it, is the, the biggest seller for Apple. In fact, they even have a graph in here that says 52.5% of sales for Apple are iPhones. Uh, but anyway, the whole point of the service is that instead of throwing down a lump of money every year, in some people's cases, or a couple years, like in Uncle Mark's case and my own case, um, for a new phone, you pay a monthly subscription. And then when the new phone comes out, you have an option to be like, I want the new phone. You give in, I suppose you give back your old phone and you get the new phone. And instead of having your old phone sitting in a desk drawer or in a landfill somewhere, uh, it gets presumably recycled or something, or maybe repurposed, refurbished and sold as a used phone. I don't know. Um, and then you get a new phone because face it, there are some Apple people. In fact, there's some electronics people, some gadget people who the second the new device comes out, they have to have it, right? So this may be designed for those folks. Um, I gotta say, I have mixed feelings Might about be. the concept, right? Personally, I'm big on device ownership. I'm big on right to repair. Obviously, the iPhone is not the device that you're going to be pulling apart and repairing unless you have a lot of confidence in that that era or that, that field. I have done it. Uh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> But to me, it's it's more of a matter of principle, right? Like if I have a device, I want to be able to just say, I want to buy the device outright and buy it and have it and do what I want with it, right? And this is pretty much the complete opposite of that. It's more like leasing a phone, if you really want to put it that way, right? And I, I don't lease cars. I don't like the concept of leasing cars. Again, that's me. I feel like it's a bad financial choice. But again, that's me. Some people think it's the best way to own a car ever. Um, this kind of brings that into the device space. And I'm sure they're not the only vendor that's doing this sort of thing. Uh, I know there are some car manufacturers that do something similar where not just for leasing, but like, uh, I think it was Tesla has this model where you buy a car, all the cars are the same. The feature set is they're basically activation keys, right? Like you say, yes, I would like air conditioning. Yes, I would like a GPS. Yes, I would like Bluetooth. And you pay for those things monthly and they're activated. Right. And then you can upgrade later or downgrade or whatever. Right. Um, that's not quite exactly what this is, but the concept is the same. And I don't love it in the automotive space either. But I also understand why some people might right? because there's people that own cars much differently than I do. I own a car because I'm a little bit of an, of an enthusiast and I tinker with them and I fix them myself. Not everybody's into that. Right. So anyway, I both love and hate this concept. You guys have any thoughts on it? I know you're both iPhone people. So, so I do lease my current Volkswagen Atlas, and I did lease my Jeep Hercules Mulligan, but ended up buying him because I just love the car. Hercules Mulligan. Um, I don't even want to know how it got that name. <laughs> it's from Hamilton. It's from a Hamilton phase because Hercules Mulligan was is a badass in the Hamilton musical. But um, I mean, the phone thing. I don't know. I. I guess I could have a strong reaction to it. What I ended up, what I end up doing, like, like I said before the show, and I think you kind of pointed it out is I'll buy, like I'll 
Red Hat gives us a certain amount of money to put down on a phone or to, towards the hardware. So I'll use that as a down payment. And then I'll just do, in, I'll do installments through life. And I eventually own the phone. And I am not one of those people who goes to the Apple store on the morning of a new product release because I just don't care that much about the phone. Yeah. Like, I don't need it to be yeah. the newest model. Uh, what happened is the last time I had a 10, I owned it for a while. Then my daughter's, she had a really old one. It died, so I gave her my 10, and, you know, now I'm paying on an 11 something, whatever the, whatever it is. Yeah. And... I'll probably once I'm done paying it off, I'll keep it until I need to buy a new one. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't feel the need to chase. the The very reason I have so, an iPhone so, at the moment is because I treated my wife to an upgrade, and I took her old one, a perfectly good iPhone twelve. Yeah, it's purple, but so, whatever. I put a case on it; it's not purple anymore. Um, so is 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 the Apple program? And maybe you said this. Um, is do you have an option to buy it at the end, or you have to turn it in again? This is purple yet. on the inside. It's purple on the inside. Again, this is all like basically unconfirmed insider info that doesn't have a lot of details. I don't I, I read the whole article and unless I missed it, it didn't really go into details about those sort of specifics. Do you have to trade the phone in? Do you get to keep it? None of that is really outlined. I imagine that the program will work some will work something like you pay monthly, they give you a phone, uh, you use it, and then when you want a new one, you give that one back and get a different one, right? Maybe I'm wrong. It could be that you are building equity in that phone and you can buy it out at the end, kind of like a lease. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But uh. yeah, A. a. O. Null in the um, in the in the chat asks a good question. Like, is it ownership or are you leasing it? And it it like the article the way I read it, it sounded like it was ownership. But yeah, ownership is weird if you're not paying the full. Yeah, so if if you're subscription, if you're so. going to trade this thing in after a year, right, or if you're going to get a new device at the end of a year, that means that you know the thousand dollar price tag on a phone, if you bought that model, or if you opted for that model, is going to be a significant amount of money. And in which case, why do they even have this program? You could just get it through your carrier and make that payment and have it at the end, right? So I I don't know because they've already got programs to finance them like that. Which is essentially what that is. So I I don't know I don't know what what the details are and the details aren't in the article right but uh, you know this is just a thing it's kind of changing the way people consume hardware which is why I thought it was even worth talking about on the show. Uh, obviously you guys know I have a feel I have feelings about device ownership and whatnot. The Iron Sysadmin podcast is experiencing technical difficulties. Please remain calm. Stay in your homes. The broadcast will resume momentarily. And so that's why the reactor blew up, and, and that was the end of the story. So good job, guys, on fixing that. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Totally nothing. Nothing happened there. Luke, we're going to have company. Anyway. Everything, <laughs> everything is normal. You didn't see anything. Right, so Apple is going to do this nothing thing. Nothing see here. Move where on. They're, <laughs> they're going to charge people monthly to get new devices and um we had thoughts about that and all those thoughts I, totally were not interrupted by some weird internet I, interruption i think i think i'm <laughs> i'm kind of in the same camp as mark where i i mean i do i do a payment plan thingy now through my phone company which i mean because you know i could do the same thing through apple or some other phone company i 
it depends on what the new features of the phone are. So I had the 10s and the 11 didn't interest me and the 12 didn't interest me. And the 13 finally came out and I was like, well, I mean, you know, my phone's pretty old. There's some new features here that are mildly interesting. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll jump to those. But there was no major push to move there. Um, and in the, in the meantime, I paid off the phone and owned it. So I didn't have to pay for the phone for, I don't know, like almost a year, maybe a little less. Yeah. I think that's I got the 13. So that's kind of my thing, right? Like whether you choose to buy the phone outright or choose a payment plan, there's a point, there's a light at the end of that tunnel where that disappears from your budget and you have the phone. Now, some people don't treat their devices that way. Some people can are continuously paying on their device anyway because they can't stand to not have the latest or at least maybe the second latest, right? So, you know, some people skip versions that go from the 11 to the 13, yeah. 13 to the 15, for example. Um, but they're always paying for the phone. And if that's the way you want to live your life, then that's completely up to you. Uh, and maybe this plan would be I, perfect for you if, if that's the way you do it. That's what it, it sounds like. It's for like a, a cultist, you know, the one who's chasing the cult of Apple folks. I guess, I guess my question would be where, like what, what, what happens if I break the phone? How many times can I break the phone? Yeah. So I haven't, I have, I have insurance or whatever the hell you want to call it. There's probably an insurance um, policy that covers it. If I had a case. So, but the problem is that if I, you know, depending on what is wrong with the phone, it could cost me anything from zero dollars to a couple hundred bucks to fix the phone. Right. Even though I have insurance on it. Right. Which may or may not be cheaper. And again, I mean, you know, that's so. that's true if you're paying on the phone, too, though. And maybe this includes some kind of an insurance. Yeah, no, thing, no, that's you know? that's that's what I have today yeah. when I'm paying on the phone. Right. So um, and, and even when the phone is paid off, I the insurance is through my my the the telephone carrier. So. It, it carries on all of our devices across the entire plan, whether they're they're new or old. Um, but in in the case of a subscription, if I break the phone, does it get replaced? Like it, it, there's this weird area where it's like, you know, I may have a phone that I have on a, a subscription that I've had for a year or two years past the end of life or whatever, you know, since the new one came out. How does that work when I? break the phone? Do I just get a new one? Do I, you know, like what do I gain? What do I lose? So there's, there's lots of questions before I would even yeah. consider doing something. So, like and, this. and again, all of this info is basically leaked, right? So it may look completely yeah. different the day it ever comes out and maybe it not never will. Not of it's contractual. Yeah. Right. Right. So at any rate, um, I mean, I could go on financially about what I think is the right way to go here, but, uh, well, whatever, everyone has their no own, cares. their own, uh, their own opinions on that. So, all right, so our next article is, I think it's really, really ironic, but it's from the Associated Press, I think, and that's mainly because the article I initially found was on a site that had a paywall. That's the theme for tonight's uh, tonight's podcast, paywall, um, and I had to find a different article. But anyway, uh, Uber, I don't know if you guys know this. Jason, I know you know this because you told me about this. I think it was the first time I heard about it, but Uber... And Lyft, I suppose, and taxi drivers tend to be at odds with each other because they're essentially competitors. And taxi companies, they sort of had this 
this idea that this was their space and Uber and Lyft came in and disrupted that space. There was a lot of tension there. Uh, well, apparently well, it, it, it goes beyond that because taxi drivers pay for their medallions. Oh, right. To, to the tune of like a lot of money. Like some of those medallions are worth like tens or hundreds or even a million dollars. And, yeah. and that's, you know, to have, to have a group of people come in and be like, yeah, so we're going to do the same thing you do. Uh, and anybody can do it. They just have to push a button on their phone. Right. It's like, well, but I, this is my livelihood. But why did I invest <laughs> right? all of this time and money into becoming yeah, a taxi cab exactly. driver? Right, right. And really, it's it's just another case of how technology has disrupted another yet another industry. Who expected taxi cabs to be disrupted by Uber right. and Lyft? And However, I, I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough about how taxis like what the yeah. rules and regulations like what, and everything else are there. So, but yeah, what is so as a consumer. As someone who actually travels to New York periodically. Yeah. What I can tell you is Uber super convenient because you don't have to do the taxi hailing dance. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But if you're at a known easy location that tends to have taxis lurking, taxis tend to be significantly cheaper. It is sometimes two to three times more expensive to take an Uber for the same distance. Yep. So where where a taxi drive might cost you eight bucks, an Uber can cost you anywhere from, you know, 16 to 24 bucks for the exact same trip. Yeah. And essentially the same service. It can be a pain. It can be a pain in the ass to hail a cab. Yeah. Depending on where you are. Right. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely a convenience thing. And the and the control over your ride. I need an Uber. All right, they're going to be here in five minutes. I got five minutes to screw around. And in five minutes, I know when I walk outside, because I can see his dot on the screen, yeah. Uber's going to be sitting out there. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, you know, otherwise it's like, you know, it's pouring rain. You're like, hello, I'm soaking wet. Can I please get on your tags? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the point of the article here is that so Uber, because of, I think mainly this is because of the pandemic. The article doesn't call it out directly, but it really hints that this is because of the pandemic. Um there, there was a shift in how Uber's being used. There's less ride sharing being done on Uber and a lot more Uber Eats being ordered because a lot more people are at home, need food, right? And in, this, in the city, right, where maybe you can't just go out because you're, you've been asked to shelter in place, uh, you call an Uber to get food instead of calling an Uber to go to your friend's place or go to work or whatever you're using an Uber for, for right? So like the, the demand for Uber has shifted and... The amount of drivers available apparently has dropped. Maybe that's pandemic related. Maybe it's job. I don't know what what caused that. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying that because New York has been easing up on restrictions for months. Yeah. Well, yeah, right there. And their and their mask mandate is now gone now now. But for the past two years, right, it has. That's but that's been something that's but they've been easing up on restrictions for a while yet. Yeah, I mean yeah, they had a li- they they slowed they slowed the easing with the Omicron, but it this is strange ass timing for this alliance to be happening. It now. is. There's, it there's is. also been, I mean, since since Uber started in New York, there has been all out war between Uber and the taxis and the and in New York State itself on the you know sort of kind of trying to figure out like well taxis are licensed and regulated and we make money off of it and Uber isn't and. How do we deal with that? So, uh, you know, yes, I think the pandemic helped 
some of this um, with with you know reducing the number of drivers, increasing the amount of, of driving that needs to be done, and Uber Eats and everything else. But I think a lot of this is this is very much a political move as well. Whether whether like some well yeah, you know we have a way out. So we we still haven't and covered the actual headline, which is <laughs> in case you haven't gathered. Oh, yeah. That Uber is now teaming up with the New York City taxi cabs uh, to provide rides, right? So if you call an Uber, I suppose you may end up with a taxi. Now, I don't know if that means it's the same price. I don't know if that means, because, Mark, you were saying there's a price difference. Uh, or oh, it's a huge difference. You know, I'm going to bet that a lot of people who would have Ubered as gas prices go up, that 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 makes, that, that makes it a less appealing thing to do, because Uber doesn't help cover your costs at all. No, no. Like, I would, ne- I would never, I would never even consider being an Uber driver, right? Even if I didn't have as my current salary, because you beat the shit out of your car. Yep, yep. You're putting a lot and, of extra miles on your vehicle, and they're not like, I guess they expect you to just eat that. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Exactly they absolutely how that works. expect you to eat it. Well, they count on people being stupid and not understanding that wear and tear is actually an expense, <laughs> yeah, right? And now, and now with gas going up uh, again significantly. That's that's easy even for a dumb person to realize, gee, it cost me twenty dollars to fill my tank last time. Now it cost me thirty five right. or whatever the whatever the delta is. Yeah. Yeah. And Uber doesn't adjust anything, so you're taking you're literally making less money. So so that probably isn't helping. I I, I feel like I feel like Uber has honestly been beat up a little bit in the past year anyway. Yeah. And you probably don't have the same number of people doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I would right. agree. I mean, I don't know if it's the same quote unquote labor shortage that everyone's complaining of, but um, I mean, it could be right. And uh, again, I don't know the specifics on what's behind all of that. I'm not trying to stir some pot because I know people have opinions, but um, yeah, that's it is what it is. Pops right. Uber's hurting and now they're leaning on the taxi service. You're right. It could be a political Pop boys thing. like. Stir me, stir me, Nate. I'm Pot Boy. I'm your friend. Stir the pot. Okay. But I think, I, I think, I think part of it is also that gig workers are, you know, the general gig economy is realizing like this is cool and wonderful for like one-off stuff, but you can't, you can't live on this because there's, right. there's no, there's, you're not a permanent employee. You're mm-hmm. not technically an employee to begin with. You're just a contractor. You've got no benefits. You've got no rights, you know, and, and so it's a great like temporary thing or like, I need a, I need a couple extra bucks. Now I'll do some Uber for a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And and, and companies, I mean, this is sort of tangent wise, but like companies just don't, a lot of companies don't seem to understand what consultant means. And some people are figuring out like what consultant means. Like consultant means like you work on your own time, period. Like, yeah. unless you have some written agreement with the company that says yep. you're going to be there for certain hours, like you're on your own time. And, and if the company doesn't understand that, that's their own damn problem, because hopefully you've written your contract in such a way that if the company doesn't like that, they can fire you, but they still have to pay the contract. Yeah. So you know, like, you know, and, and some of the laws are changing too, where, you know, they're realizing like companies are using contractors because they can abuse the hell out of them because contractors aren't employees. They don't have like there's as far as I understand it, like there's kind of no HR for a consultant. Now, you can be taken to HR as a consultant for doing something against an employee. But if an employee does something against you, not a whole lot you can do about it. Right. So it's it's this it's this weird relationship. And, you know, 
gig gig workers, which are all contractors, are going, huh, I'm constantly getting the short end of the stick. This is not cool. Let me look for something different. And they're starting to do that. Yep. Only last, you can only take advantage of your workers for so long, and then they start to figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was a nice, ironic thing. It was tech-related. I thought it was, it'd be fun to talk about. I know you had opinions, Jason. I know you, 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 you I think it was you told me you saw this firsthand, like, like taxi cab drivers getting physically violent with, uh, with their Uber counterparts. Um, I didn't see the physical violence. I, 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 so in, um, in Puerto Rico, we had several, uh, Uber drivers who asked us to meet them, you know, down the street or around the corner. Like it was a drug deal. Can you meet me in this dark alley? Cause the taxi drivers might try to kill me. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the, the the taxi drivers were, were, were like, they were smashing windows and, and, and hitting them and everything else. Um, I've heard similar things in New York. Um, uh, I, I've never seen it visibly but i've seen some of the results of it um so yeah and the new york thing was interesting like to see this happen because there is a yellow cab app i have no idea what it does i never installed it because you know uber was there and it was easy you use uber there's there's (laughs) actually a yellow cab well i I mean the couple times i was in a cab because it happened to be there was there's an app that's associated with it that the way that it was advertised or marketed made it sound like it was well, Uber, but for taxis, but I don't, you know, yeah. I, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. I, I've never really messed with it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think we've beaten that one up enough. I just accidentally closed the next article on my screen, although I don't really need to open it, except to say that it's from fizz.org. And this this article kind of blew my mind until I actually thought about it. And we had a conversation during the break about it. Uh, with Jason and Mark, who apparently weren't as blown away as I was. But um, so first, I'm going to lead it up with, uh, you guys know, there's a Perseverance rover. I'm assuming you know there's a Perseverance rover. Rover. I keep saying rover. Rover with a B. It's not. It's rover. Rover. As it roves places. Rock. Anyway, it's rock, rock, rock. <laughs> it's on Mars. It's been there for like a year or so. Uh, what I did not know about the Perseverance rover, rover, is that um, it's got a microphone. So we can now hear Mars, which I thought was kind of neat, right? And there's sound clips on the Perseverance rover's website. Uh, There's a link for it in the article on fizz.org. Anyway, so you can listen to, like, the wind on Mars. You can hear what it sounds like when the rover drives around and stuff like that. Neat, right? Does the rover paint with all the colors of the wind? It may. And for those that haven't picked... For, for those that haven't picked up on it yet, fizz as in physics, not fizz as in, like, the fizz of a beer. It's the fizz of a beer. Now you're ruining it for me. I thought this was a beer site. This is a physics site? No. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah physics, yeah. not beer. Physics, physics. Fizz.org is a fizz physics site. So, um, Although the physics of beer is pretty cool. One of the things, One of the things that this rover is doing, and this sounds incredibly irresponsible for being a visitor on another planet, but it's it's shooting rocks with lasers. Apparently, it's got lasers on it that can vaporize rocks, which is also awesome. We can remotely vaporize rocks. It's a rover. It's and a we rover can, with freaking laser beams. And we can hear it happening. Which this, this, this article is full of, like, awesome revelations for me. But the really, really cool one is that the, the speed of sound on Mars is different than it is on, the, on Earth. And to me, I, like, I never thought about it. I never thought about what the speed of sound 
was even, because it's just, it's sound is what it is, right? Um, to me, because I've only ever lived on Earth, uh, like everybody else listening, theoretically, except for maybe the Perseverance rover, if he listens to our, if, well, uh, presuming the gender of the, uh, the rover, maybe it's a she. It. It's a robot, it doesn't have It's a robot, gender. there's no gender on the robot. Okay, so anyway, um, well, I don't want to presume that the robot is a male. So anyway, the, uh, the, the rover up there shooting rocks and recording sound from it, they were able to calculate the speed of sound on Mars. And not only is it different on Mars, which I thought, again, it, it blew my mind. I thought that was a constant. It's not a constant. Uh, it's not even a constant here on Earth, apparently, because Jason looked this up while on the break. Like the speed of sound underwater is faster. Imagine that. The speed of sound um, varies by temperature. Um, but anyway... The, not only is it different on Mars because of all these various things, it also changes based on the, was it not the pitch, the uh, frequency of sound. So, um, like the tone of your sound, the, like the tone of your voice, for example, or perhaps the frequency of like a radio wave will travel at different speeds based on the frequency of that sound on Mars, which again, I thought this was crazy. And they said that this could actually pose a problem for communications on Mars, you know, presuming that we had like communication stations on Mars for some reason, looking into the future when maybe there's and, like, and like I, several rumors talking to each other or something. I'm of the opinion that removing your helmet is going to prove more problematic to yeah. communications than the sound uh, you are, speed. You are, you are right about that. And that is what we talked about on the break. And then Jason couldn't remember the movie he saw that in. And I remembered it. It was total recall. <laughs> and then you Mark said he recalled that. Then Mark started lamenting um, the expanse. Nate? Although there were no uh, eyes. Uh, no, out I of the said expanse. you should watch the expanse. Yeah, yeah, because they get it right. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, I just thought this was really cool, and I had to include it today because occasionally we talk about science instead of just technology, which is why this is a science and technology podcast. You can see it on the way I categorize this on <laughs> on Twitch and things, where science and technology, not just technology or science. Uh, so anyway, I thought this was cool. If anybody is not nearly as amazed by the fact that sound is different on Mars as I am, please feel free to let me know. I just think it's amazing. <laughs> I told my daughters, by the way, um, my older daughter is very much a science person, science kid, she likes sciencey things. And my younger daughter is not so much. So I'm telling my older daughter and she's like, wow, that's really cool. And my, <laughs> my younger daughter looks at me and goes, why did you say that was amazing when it's not amazing? What do you mean it's not amazing? <laughs> Sound is different on Mars. It's crazy. She didn't get it. She's only seven though. <laughs> so yeah. Wait, wait, wait till you find out that light has different speeds through different mediums too. Well, that I could imagine, right? Because uh, I don't, I don't know why yeah. this is, this didn't, this never occurred to me, but it, it didn't, and here we are now. Look, all <laughs> I want to know is if I'm going to get Wi-Fi signal when I get to Mars, okay? Right, right. Well, maybe you won't. Depends what frequency it's at. Maybe it'll be really slow. <sighs> yeah, maybe. All right, and unless you guys have comments on the speed of sound on Mars, we are finally at our last article. I don't, because I'm tired. <laughs> Well, you may have opinions on this one. Um, and this was actually a topic I kind of wanted to touch on during the cyber warfare thing, and we didn't because we were we went on so many other tangents. But um, this is... So there's a link in this one, again, because the initial one is behind a paywall. There's also a link on the Wayback Machine, which is not behind a paywall. 
uh, but of course can get all of this stuff for the sake of history, I suppose. Uh, but the original article was from, you know, I want to get down to it, Business Insider. Um, and it's about open source developers are burning out, quitting, and even sabotaging their own projects. And it's putting the entire internet at risk. Now, the thing I wanted to talk about during cyber warfare, warfare is there was a recent example of a open source project sabotaging itself in order to attack Russia. Right. Uh, I, I believe the specifics, I forget what the project was, but the specifics were there was code added to the project that if you were in Russian's IP space, it would delete files from your machine. And that's, I get what you're going for, but that's not cool. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> for the same reasons that, that the same example that Jason used when Mark was talking about his magic switch that would disable the Russian government, uh, you're going to, there's going to be collateral damage. You're going to affect, Russian citizens, you're going to affect people that are completely unrelated to the war. That's not okay. But that's not exactly what this article is about. This article, there was a, another news story we talked about a little while ago uh, where a open source developer who was feeling a bit disgruntled and burnt out had intentionally sabotaged his own code, right? Uh, and that was the, what was it, colors.js, and there was another project that they were doing. Um, which are mentioned in the article, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But this whole article is a big, long thing about, I mean, it. I almost hesitated to include it because it casts such a negative light on open source projects, right? And of course, Mark and I working where we work, and I'm pretty sure Jason has a similar view that open source software is a good movement. Um, and I also found it very ironic that the only time Red Hat is mentioned in this entire article is one time, and it's this tiny little inconsequential snippet from our CTO, Chris Wright, uh, simply saying that open source software is pervasive. <laughs> so it's, use, it's in use everywhere. And that's true. Well, we, <laughs> but there's no we, other opinions, no other positive light cast from a big company that's based on open source software like Red Hat. And I found that very well, ironic. Probably intentional. The article, yeah, I mean, the article definitely has an agenda, yeah. I think. Because Red Hat, you know, we, we pay people to work on open source. Yes, we, it never talks about pay, that. It's, it, it, it paints this light that every open source developer is completely unpaid for. And because of that, they can't be depended on. And they, they're burning out. And they don't want to do the work that they have to. But they feel like they have to because the internet depends on it. And it's just part of it's well, BS. So so Part of can, it's valid, I, right? I, but I can I can see that perspective because yes, yeah. so you have Red Hat that that maintains everything that that's in their ecosystem and that's wonderful. Um, but then you have the core developers of some things like well, you know the other thing stuff is like OpenSSL, like, which is like be, two guys who don't get paid to do that. To be clear, right? But, it's not like Red Hat pays all the kernel developers because we depend on the kernel. We have kernel developers that are paid. We don't pay every right, kernel developer, right, right, right. right? It's just not the way yes. it works. We, it can't work that way, right? Um, so it is still valid. There are lots of people that are probably kernel developers that make $0 on being kernel developers. It's good for resume building. It's good for experience. It's good for a passion project, right? Maybe you just love doing it. Um, it may get you a job someday, but it's not guaranteeing you a paycheck. Whereas, you know, like working right. as a developer for right. Microsoft so does. So and I and I found the I found the article about the uh, the open source person that that bombed their own stuff. It was the Node IPC project, and yeah. I put it in the show notes. Um, but 
it, open source, I think, I think there's a difference, right? So Red Hat protects its own ecosystem, um, you know, at least internally to Red Hat. And, and they may not pay upstream providers for this, the work that they're doing, but I, and, and I don't know the internals of Red Hat, but I, I suspect that they look at all of the updates that, that come through for anything that comes out of that's the upstream. Part so, of, part of, that's part of building an enterprise distribution. Yeah. And we actually right, do, right. we do fund several community projects, including Fedora. Like, we right. provide Fedora a lot of resources, and yet we don't drive Fedora. Are there Red Hatters who are on the Fedora product project? Yes. Do we hand them marching orders and say, you will make Fedora do this? No, we do not. Right. And if right, pe- and people you, people need to just believe me that that's the way it yeah. is. <laughs> right. You you fund or you help fund the Fedora project. But and this is not anything against Red Hat or anybody else out there. The Fedora project is made up of literally thousands of other open source projects. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. And 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 I highly suspect and and I can probably say without a word of lie, Fedora does not fund every one of those thousand projects. No. No, so somewhere <laughs> along the chain, there are open source projects that are, for instance, I can even say this myself. I, I had a project that I had written that I supported for, you know, in my own way, supported for years. That was a package that was added to Fedora, but I didn't even know about it. But I had somebody who reported like, hey, I'm running this version of it in Fedora and, you know, this is a problem with it and you should patch this. And I was like, there's a Fedora project or there's a Fedora package. Like, when the hell did that happen? Um, so, so I know firsthand that there's not always money that makes it all the way down. Now, my project was not the linchpin of the internet, so who cares? But there are projects out there that for better or for worse are linchpins for significant chunks of the infrastructure that's out there. OpenSSL is one that comes to mind because yep. we had that big problem with, with uh, OpenSSL after Heartbleed, yeah. right? And there was like and two guys supporting that, it or one guy or something like right. that, yeah. When it came out that there were like two guys that were supporting it on the side because that wasn't their main job. Yeah. And 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 don't quote me on this, but I don't think either of them got paid for it at all. Then you have other there's lots and lots and lots of projects like that. Yeah. So, yes. And and, and having been an open and I don't know if you guys have ever done an open source project and mine was relatively benign. So it wasn't a huge deal. But I have I have seen and experienced a little bit where developers get like. You get the shit kicked out of you. Yes. Like people have that's no that's like, called out in you this must article. Fix this. That's called out yeah, in the exactly. article. They're like, you're the you're you the maintainer. To... Fix my problem because and, and we see this right. at Red Hat too, right? Like yeah. these these are customers that are paying us money, right? So they may feel they yep. have a different sense of entitlement than some dude <clears> that's using your <throat> stuff right. for free. But it's the same concept, right? You must fix my problem now because this is a big deal for me, right? And when right. you're dealing with an open source project that is completely unfunded, like that gets exhausting. And that's called out in the article too. Yeah. There's an example of, of, a, of a project that uh, I guess they interviewed this, the, the people that run it. I'm not sure if they, I guess they did because they have quotes in there from them. But they're like, when people are, are like flat out belligerent that we must fix their problem, I have zero motivation to go fix that problem. <laughs> right? right. And then, like, that's true of just about anybody, I suppose. <laughs> and I've experienced the exact opposite where I've gone in and said like, Hey, there's a problem with your code. Like, here's all the information I have about it. 
I'm sorry, I'm not a developer. I don't know how to fix this, but this, you know, how do we get this taken care of? Yeah. And the developer is just an absolute ass and just like fires back at you. Like the source code's there. Go fix it your damn self. I'm not touching it. Like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go find a new piece of software to use because you're obviously an idiot. You're too busy. Like, I'm not going to deal with you. Yeah. So, so, you know, it, it floats both ways sometimes, but yes, developers, some developers take a, a lot of abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. You and, might and, just hit the guy who would have been nice 999 times yeah. and you're number 1000 and he's done with that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's, Hey, the reality of open source is it's, if the software is that important and, 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 and I'm the original creator of it and I've released it as open source and it's ruining my life, maintaining it. I need to feel perfectly free to, to walk away. Right. Or if a company is demanding that I update it, I could say, look, I don't have the time in my life for this, but if you pay me, I'll do it. Yep. Or if and, you want to throw a developer at me, that'll help fix it. That's fine too. Right. right? Yeah. Right. But, no one's but, is someone is someone chaining these developers to this code because that's no one's forcing. It's yes it's, and it's, no. it's, so, I, I think it's that people feel obligated. Right. And yes. you're right. That's a choice. They don't have to feel obligated. They well, can they can say, I'm sorry, the project is dead. Goodbye. Right. They don't even well, say I'm sorry. No, I don't work on that but, anymore. Yeah. But the 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 I mean, open source has the same problems that life has. You know, there's there's. There's definitely different responses yeah. if you're female or if you're, you know, black or Asian or, you know, from a different country or, you know, like all of those things still exist there. And then you have, uh, you know, you have other things in there as well. Like a lot of, a lot of, well, I say a lot. There are definitely several projects that are written and maintained by people who would be considered neurodiverse who like their entire being exists this is what they do this is this is like central to their accepting you know to their their living and their you know like it means a lot to them to be able I'm to sure work it on does. this it's and yeah to, it's, to be dragged through the mud like destroys them and and yeah. it's not it's not it's, you know like it's you, like you can't it's like it's how they, they identify their worth in life right is what you're getting at yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah yeah and they can't just walk away but they can't deal with getting dragged either yeah and you know and and there have been there have been instances where you know you have a developer who's like look i just don't have the time to deal with this and then you know it turns out that whoever happened to be asking them decides to go on an attack and just start dragging them for everything else and giving them a bad name overall impacting other areas of their life like it's it's stupid internet shit that happens and they're caught in the middle of it because they wrote something that people liked and used yeah. And now they're they're chained to it because people are like, you wrote that. It's your job to fix it. And it doesn't do the thing that I want. I know that it paints sidewalks, but it better go over there and wash my dishes, too. Damn it. Like, OK, but that's not what this is for. Yeah, well, it is now or I'm going to drag it through the mud. And there are ways to deal with people like that. Not not. Every, I mean, when you're dealing like think of think of developers like, and, and this is this is sort of painting kind of a wide brush, but. A lot of developers are tend to be like introverted, yeah. kind of, you know, quiet. Hey, you know, you know like, I, I get what you're dealing I with get, an asshole is not something they do well. Look, I deal I with the people. Saying, Jason, the engineers but, can't deal with people. I deal with the people. You can, 
<laughs> you can always block. You can always block people's emails. You can always kick them from sites that you have admin on. Yeah, like I, I, I get it, and, and yeah, I do feel bad when people are are hassled, and <laughs> you know, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go for the, if you're gonna go for internet glory, and and part of your part of what you've decided identifies you turns into a popular piece of code that people have have learned to rely on and you're okay and you're in a place where you're not getting compensated for it or or whatever that just it comes with the territory because that's how people are and and yeah i, I don't, I don't I mean, know what to say yeah i mean I, I think i think there's a lot of cases where it's just it's simply not like you you just there's no blame here on the on the developer the developer was like I needed a thing. I wrote a thing. Other people liked it. Okay. Yeah. Like that's not my problem. I, I think, I think, you know, my, my main thing is like people need to, well, first of all, if you're not a developer and you're not going to contribute, like back off, like just like you, you keep bullying people, whether it's for open source software or because they didn't give you the right amount of sugar that you wanted it. It like, like simply put fuck off and grow up. Like, <laughs> The so world is not I, here to serve you, right? Like, wow. come on. We are so late right now, but we like, are. <laughs> I actually, I had a huge foray into open source because I wrote the the land of Nordok. It was an Everwinter Nights module. And I re, and I had a pub, public release version of it. I was also the name and face of Rick Terms Retreat, which was the officially hosted version. There were times that I would make changes to it the official version where people would squawk and complain. I'm like, holy shit. Now I know how the people at Verant feel, the guys who ran Everquest. Right. And I would occasionally have people email me about the public release. And most people were very gracious and they would ask questions or, Hey, can you give me advice? And, and so if, if they had a request and I, I'm like, look, I don't maintain the public release. I dumped there. I dumped it as the code base I can tell you why I can try and remember why I did something a certain way, but I'm not going to update it. There's not going to be multiple versions of it. You you're free to do with it what you want, but I don't own the maintenance of it. Some people did not like that. Those people, the first time they were a jackass to me, I stopped replying to their emails and ultimately started filtering them. Yeah. I just don't, I don't need that. And, and if I get that and, and where my feelings occasionally hurt, for a couple of seconds, but I realized the opinion of this person is irrelevant to me. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm blocking him. I'm not dealing with him. And and people who are going to work, you know, out in the open on open source projects, I think they 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 should understand. And those of us who are part of these communities and who can act in a mentoring role need to kind of help and say, look. You might catch flack sometimes. Things might get personal. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or a bad developer. It means that this, it honestly reflects more poorly on the guy who gave me grief because they don't know how to, they don't know how to express themselves in a constructive manner and they're frustrated. But no open source developer who is not being paid specifically to work on a project owes anyone else a damn thing. Yep. That. Completely agree. They release their code. The guy who pissed you off by saying, "Here's the source code, fix it yourself." I actually agree with him. I I don't feel like fixing it. Maybe when I'm in a better mood, I will. But I, 
there's the source code. Yeah, yeah, you fix it. yeah, it was it was like it that's fine. Like he can choose to say no. It was it I was mean, more of like know. I was, you know, like, hey, I need help trying to figure out how to do this, you know, sort right. of thing. And, and and he's not obligated to do that. And but my point was and, like like he didn't he, he chose not to, and my answer was like I gotta move on. Like I gotta yeah, do something else. And, that, and that's fine. And yeah. for all we know, he had gotten into a huge fight with his wife. He wasn't getting laid, yep. whatever. Yeah, right. Had a really bad day. Due. And you right? just got the brunt of it. He yeah. could, could he have been more gracious? Yes. But again, for all we know, you were the 10th person in a row who just, and but, you were the straw. Yep. And it sucks. It sucks yep. you were the straw. But again, and, and these companies that rely on this open source software and refuse to contribute back and yep. refuse to take some sort of ownership of it inside of their own systems, that yeah, they're the they're the ones who are going to be in trouble when the step when the stuff breaks. Yep. So I, I would I would one hundred percent agree that an open source person who is not being paid owes owes nothing to nobody. Yeah. I would also say they that heard. anybody who is being paid to do open source, the only people they owe are the people paying them proportionally. Damn straight. And if you're yeah. not paying them, again. That's your you don't problem. get a vote. Yeah. You don't get a vote. You can give your opinion, but you don't get a vote. You have no right. power. Right. Exactly. And and you know, un- unfortunately, like I think you know, we are in, we are in 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 like in the infrastructure. We're going to hit a four hour show today. Yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> the, the infrastructure as a whole has a huge problem, where we have an awful lot of open source software that we desperately rely on yep. and there's that awesome xkcd cart uh yeah they'll that, put the little one at like the bottom yeah some yeah, piece that of code that's maintained by one guy yeah that's holding everything up and it's one guy yeah who's been missed by the bus twice and is sitting in the hospital like that maintains everything yeah and it you know yeah. like we gotta identify well, that stuff and start like paying those people they're holding up an awful or, lot or at least giving them help <laughs> or 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 be willing to take the project and roll it in and say, look, you know, we will shepherd this project now because it's that important. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah so right. like, yeah. like mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about open SSL a lot because it was a great example. And I do wonder now if whether it was Red Hat or Canonical or somebody that is a big open source behemoth, right. Did somebody swoop in and start helping out that project? Right. Now I'm kind of curious. I, th- <laughs> I don't know. I remember there be, there was, there was, Somebody who had started helping. I don't know if they still are, but what there, I, there was what something. Do, a few years ago, it was popular to like lament that one guy on the planet understood NPT. Yeah. But now we have crony. And part of the reason we have crony is because people realized that NTP as it was going was unsustainable. Yep. Yep. So, so the, we, things did adjust, right? Yeah. But we still use OpenSSL, so, so you, something must have changed. You, you still, you still need to be a physicist to understand how NTP works, though. So, <laughs> Ta- uh, Crony, Ta- Crony makes it easy to deploy, but you still need the physics yeah, right, to understand it. Right. Well, how to t- how to tell what the fuck time it is is a surprisingly complicated it question. It really is. <laughs> it very much is. <laughs> it's actually not easy at all. Date and time math sucks. That's all there is to it. <laughs> What time is it? It is, it is quarter after 10 know. in the Eastern time zone, depending on whether you observe daylight savings time or not. <laughs> further highlighting the, the <laughs> complexities of time and open source projects. And I think we're going to have to close it up because, yes, uh, this half of the show, at There's least, time it is. this 
See a little clock? <laughs> this half of the show was at least two hours, and the first half was over an hour. It's going to be a long one, guys. It's going to be fun to edit. It might not happen until tomorrow because I'm tired. That looks like a clock, right? I don't have a traumatic brain injury. You, that uh, it's not a very clock. good circle, but it does look like a clock. <laughs> okay. That was on the good doctor today. He asked her to draw a clock, and what she drew, drew half of it. Oh, that was broken on something here. The, the the Hannibal Lecter show, uh, 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 what was it? The Dragon one. There was a there was a series, and that the clock came up quite a lot in that one. Hannibal, the one with uh, the one with um, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, so good. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Was it Hannibal? He's so much. He's so much better than uh, than uh, the guy who played him in Silence of the Lambs. Honestly, mm. he's uh, such a better. That show was so good. And my daughter and I would it watch was, it, it was feel good. guilty. Like, that food looks delicious, but is it people or is it actually, you know, <laughs> what it's supposed to be? But it looks so, so good. It's only green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, while these guys go on about TV shows and eating people, <laughs> my, uh, my, my automation has reminded me that it's time to go to bed. You can see the lights dimming out. That generally means that stupid X lamp. That generally means that we should probably close the show up in in my nice dark office. Creepy now. doll is about to attack. Creepy doll will attack me at any moment. Right. So, folks, thank you for sticking around. If you're if you're here this long, you're a dedicated listener, and thank you for being a dedicated listener. Or, I mean, God love you if you stick stuck around on the stream tonight, because we we've been going on for quite a while, including a drop in the middle. I mean, that didn't happen. There was no drop in the middle. That's totally. Uh, that it was, was totally. That's dumb. just me uh, uh, misremembering there something because it's so late at night and I can't draw clocks. <laughs> there are American tanks in Baghdad. <laughs> uh, if you do want to watch this thing live, you can do so on roughly the second and fourth Thursday of roughly every month. Uh, we usually stick to that seriously, um, although we never know how long the show is going to go. You can find us on YouTube. I think today was extra long. It was. You missed last time. It was. Uh, you can find us on YouTube or Twitch. Just look for the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. In fact, it's either of those URLs slash Iron Sysadmin Podcast, all spelled out, no spaces, uh, to get right to our stuff. You can find our Discord community if you'd like to join it. Discord! Discord! Uh, on the website, because the link to join is not something I can recite because it's all got all kinds of random letters and stuff in it in, in, in numbers too. So, you know, we're it's trying to keep the Russians we're, out. we're covering it. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to keep the Russians out. Uh, you can find us on the social medias, Twitter and Facebook. Look for the iron system in podcast. You can support us on Patreon and we love you for doing so. Patreon.com slash iron system in, or go buy a shirt. If you want to buy a shirt. I haven't moved them yet. I may someday. I probably won't. You guys have any final words while I find the, the goodbye page here? Are you both too happy? I, I, good, good night tonight. Purple. Had fun. Purple, Purple. is the word that Jason support Support your local open source developer. Yeah. And uh, honestly, we, yeah, talked, do that. we talked a lot about cyber warfare. The reason we talked about cyber warfare is because there is currently, whether you want to call it a military operation or a war going on that is heavily impacting the Ukrainian people. If you are able to help them in any way, whether it's financially or, I don't know, like Mark was talking, grab your 22 and an American flag and go over to the Ukraine and be the front line. <laughs> maybe don't do that. Uh, but if you can help them yeah, out maybe, in any way. Maybe, maybe look oh, into the legality of that first. There was, there was a I'm humble. I'm not saying you should do that. I was asking. There was a humble bundle. Jason, I know you're usually up on those. There was a humble bundle that was, de was benefiting Ukraine. If you can find the link and throw yeah. it into the show notes, that would be awesome. 
If it's still on. That I don't know if it is. bundle is good for the next 15 hours. Okay, so you may not be able to get in on it before the show posts, but if you're watching the live stream, yeah. I'll put it in the notes. You'll be able to see it in the in this the uh, the the YouTube stuff when I update it. Um, otherwise, just go to Humble Bundle. I'm sure it's on their site, right? Yeah, it, it is, be. and it's it's huge. It's like three thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's awesome. It's, yeah, there's a lot of really yeah. cool stuff. Somebody there. mentioned it's it to me on a call last week, and uh, I meant to share it and never did, and so this is it. Right, uh, we're gonna end the show now, guys. It's late. Mark's falling asleep. I can see his eyes getting getting light there. He's like, "You're getting sleepy," <laughs> and I have a st- I have a stupid meeting tomorrow at eight fifteen. I'm so sorry about stupid, that. Stupid, stupid meeting. You're you're the stupid, stupid one that decided to be a stupid, stupid manager. So, <laughs> truth. All right, folks. Truth. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for watching, listening, viewing liking, subscribing, all the cool things. I'm going to stop rambling and we're going to end the show. I got a message that Nate's video has been disabled and he his sound went bad. Jason, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to blame Nate. You seem to be moving in your video. And yeah. everything seems to be wonderful. Um, and, and your voice is coming through great. And, and Nate turned into a robot for a little while and vanished. So Okay, I yeah, blame he did Nate. the same to me. I don't know. I, I feel like I always get blamed for this. Um, you know, so I just kind of went, oh, it must be me and stayed, stayed muted until I saw you moving around. And I was like, no, I think his video is okay. And, and his audio is probably okay. Oh, Nate dropped off. It's totally Nate. Oh, yes. I love so- it. So what happens now? Like I don't know. We're still this recording. This has never happened so. before. <laughs> Did it, it? We got to take over the recording studio. It's anarchy. AK47's fired in the air. Really? Um, Just because it's anarchy?